This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. And with me today are two special guests. We have M. Joshua Collar. Hello, everybody. And returning guests who came and back champion. from the wilderness. I have come back from my hiatus in the wild wilderness of loneliness. It's the one and only Ted Lorne. Ted Loring, yes. Thank you for having me back on and for considering me still part of the Theology Gaming Group. <laughs> yes, yes. After your, like, three and a half month absence. <laughs> Just about that, yeah. Just I was I was busy, so. I leave Ted alone during the summer to do his, to get his affairs in order. <laughs> I, I actually had a lot of work to do. I, I don't mind telling you that uh, where I work, you know, a drug and alcohol treatment center, oh, yeah. Uh, we've only done outpatient stuff in the past, but we were approached by the county about a year ago about taking over their inpatient and detox services. And what that that acquisition meant was where I worked, we basically doubled in size as far as staff, as far as oh, wow. building space. So on September 2nd, we went live. We started taking over those. The services were done under the Anuvia name instead of the the county services name, and it went off very well because it took a lot of planning. And pretty much, my biggest concern. Everybody else was like, "Well, how are we going to do the services?" I'm like, uh, "We're not going to do anything if we don't have internet. Come on, let's listen. <laughs> we're not you're not going to be able to call anybody if you don't have a dial tone when you pick up the phone." That was the part that I was working on. Wow. And uh, but. It's it's going really well, and everybody is enthusiastic, but it took a lot of my time. I actually took one of those blow-up Aerobed mattresses to work during the <laughs> the changeover time, so I worked 72 hours straight without going home at all. And that sounds fun. It was an adventure. It really was. <laughs> and there is something to be said about working on, on a team and working as a team with people. Yeah. It really makes things go better, so... But that's what I was doing. I knew that it was coming, and I had to focus on it. Plus, I was getting grouchy on some of those podcasts. I was like, wow, yeah. I, might need to, <laughs> I might need to take a little break. I was getting grouchy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Me and Ted is always... <laughs> like, <laughs> so Who cares about these games? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about Atari and ColecoVision. What's up with all these other things? <laughs> these fangled games. What's this? <laughs> this system don't even have wood peddling. <laughs> this PC is all black. This. <laughs> You're right. That's right. Now I'm 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 angry again. Way to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what's with this? So, no matte finish? It's too shiny. So seriously, thank you for uh just being patient and for contacting me and, and asking me to come back. Yes. So here I am. I brought you back. Up from the grave he arose. <laughs> he arose. <laughs> yeah. That's a church hymn song, I think. Yeah. From so, Ted, ago. I think that the, that means that you have to go first for what are you playing? Oh, my goodness. It's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I, How can it be embarrassing? What is it? I'm in the dude bro category right now, but I yeah. was able to pick up um, Call of Duty Ghost very cheap recently. So if you've if you've not uh, uh, Xbox One, okay. and if you've not played a Call of Duty game in about two or three years, they're very good. I mean, they they can be pretty good. Yeah. So I I've actually enjoyed the game. You know, I have my German Shepherd dogs, and there's a German Shepherd dog in that game. 
So yeah, I, Riley I, the dog. Oh, Riley. Riley! Yeah, it's Riley. Everybody knows Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the highlight of E3 three years ago. Dog, dog. <laughs> three, three years ago. But I've been doing that, you know, the uh, saying record that and doing all these. I'm thinking of making this little Riley montage video at the end <laughs> to uh, do it. Especially when I was carrying him to the helicopter. <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, you spoiled oh. it for me. Oops. Well, I didn't say whether Riley made it or not. Oh, God. So. I got to go play now. I have it for the Wii U. I've got to go for it. So, yes. again, if you think uh, Call of Duty games aren't good, just don't play one for about two or three years. And then pick one up. You might be surprised that the play action is, is pretty good. And I didn't even think the story was that bad. Yeah. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm close. They're basically like yearly blockbuster action-adventure movies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But I could see, like, this again. You know, it's like, oh, this is a great, a decent steak, say, you know. But do I want to eat a decent steak every night for dinner? No, I, I you got to take breaks from it. Yeah. So sometimes. I don't know how they get away with doing that every year. Having a, everybody gets in the mood to defend the free world using the power <laughs> of the United States military. Every like year. one person, <laughs> one person does it all. One yeah. person. Well, um, one year, one year it's it's Riley the dog who actually does all the heavy lifting, and then the next year it's Kevin Spacey, and that you just oh, keep that yeah. cycle going for a little while, <laughs> and Spacey. before you know it, next year it's going to be like Ving Rhames is like going to sit in an old rocking chair and suddenly like save the whole world. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's dead eyes saved the world in 2014. Will he do it again? Yeah, I heard oh, no, a lot no, no, about no, his no. eyes. I guarantee you next year, the next year's Call of Duty, it's going to be, it's going to be Morgan Freeman. You're going to be playing and Morgan Freeman is going to be guiding you through the Call of Duty experience. I'm going to help you get out. I'm yeah, going to yeah. help you escape this and find redemption. <laughs> He'll intone deeply. About your objectives. <laughs> Call of Duty, Shawshank Edition. <laughs> so, so, oh, well, there are prison escapes in some of those games. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. I, I just, I'm just thinking more like the, the March of the Penguin style Morgan Freeman, where he's like, <laughs> where he's like, <laughs> and this is what it's like when they lay an egg. Oh my goodness. It goes on for like 30 minutes, that part. <laughs> I remember uh, watching that, and I was like, is there going to be, like, a plot happening? And I was like, no. It's just <laughs> penguins. It's just Morgan penguins. Freeman narrating what penguins are doing as he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> this penguin's taking a dump. Yeah. So, Zach, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five a lot. <laughs> oh, that game. That game's terrible. And I mean, I only I only feel that it's terrible because I've I've got to you know the the eighty fourth hour is when it starts to really get boring. <laughs> then it's when it declines. <laughs> oh yeah, you know hour eighty four. <laughs> Think of it like a dollar per hour. This game exceeds how, all expectations. How far yeah, I mean, in are you, Zachary? I am thirty hours in on mission. Thirty. Wow. Twenty. I just finished it. So. So. Do you know I'm, what percentage you're at? I, what is it, 20-something percent? I've done a lot of side missions because I've been wandering around the wilderness just like, I get frustrated and I just go, you know, here, helicopter strike on this base. That's fine. We'll just murder all the dudes. <laughs> well, I have a question for both of you since you played it. Does it, do you miss the David Hayter voice in being replaced with Keith or Sutherland, or do you uh, even notice? Uh, the thing about MGS5 is that it feels nothing like a Metal Gear game at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that's heard that. It. It and that's a very, very good thing because most of the time you don't even realize that this is a Metal Gear game and no. that's extremely intentional. 
The key is Kiefer Sutherland doesn't talk much. It's awkward sometimes how much he doesn't talk, but it's huh. it's super good because of how much you're able to insert yourself into that character and not be distracted by uh, rantings about nuclear power. Like I I, I kind of like you know like the disarmament theme of the game series, but like there's so little of it, it's insane. Yeah, a lot of it's relegated to audio tapes that you listen yeah. to while you actually do things. Instead yeah. of like Wait, the traditional what, Metal Gear experience of what about the long cutscenes? No, there's there's like Not the really. the most story that you face in the game is in the first hour to two hours, depending upon how long that first mission takes you, and ah. and like after that, for the next twenty hours is the sum total of the amount of story and uh, that's proportionate to the first hour. So the first hour is like an extended tutorial, so I think it's pretty yeah. much okay they do it that way. Mm-hmm. And and plus fire whale, so I mean it's hard to beat that. There is there is a the giant game. fire whale. Yeah. yeah. So basically, this game is like <laughs> the Moby Dick of of video games. It goes on forever. Really? It's it's literally literally a mishmash of Moby Dick and as many David Bowie references as possible. Yeah. And and there's just like it just goes on forever. <laughs> it's like somebody like started writing a story and they just kept rambling, which is exactly like Moby Dick, right? <laughs> he'll get to a part and then I'll go, well, the the origin of the word whale, and then like 50 pages later, oh, back that, to our story. Well, that, that actually happens within the audio log, so you can. Fortunately, all of that is is optional if you just want to listen to that in the cassettes. Um, which personally, I I'd rather like like I did that a little bit while I was infiltrating side bases getting in there and then I didn't find out for the first 40 hours that there's uh fast travel. Um, I mean, and I mean like proper fast travel cause you, there's like these, these tickets at these little like orange platforms that you can then jump into a cardboard box and then that'll ship you anywhere else that you've also found the little tickets on those platforms. Yeah. You told um, me about that and I'm lazy. I'll just run across. I don't care. <laughs> And, and you can do that. I mean, considering you can you can just choose, and and I didn't even realize that I could choose to start with a vehicle. And I was like, oh, I can abduct vehicles, and then choose to start with a giant tank at the beginning of the mission. <laughs> sure, I'll do that. Speaking speaking of platforms, what platforms are you playing it on? PC. Yeah. Yeah. PC. Yeah. Both of you are okay. Mostly because it, I don't have a next gen console, I probably uh, would have played it on one otherwise, but. On PC, what is it like? The PS3 and the Xbox 360 version are supposed to be like terrible. So they're like sub 20 FPS in parts. And, really? Yeah. And the game some of the, supposedly runs great. Well, I, I, I did hear you know they were really pushing and promoting it for PC ahead of time, and I knew that like because I have an Nvidia uh, 960M that it it just ru- would run perfectly on my computer. So I didn't really think twice about getting it. And most of the time, when I when a really big fancy show off PC game comes out. Um, I I don't buy it first. I don't <laughs> yeah. pre-order. I don't. I, I I've learned that that's a dumb idea. Right. Um, right. And this one I pre pre-purchased, and then I could even sample how well it would run by playing Ground Zeroes, which was super duper nice and and led me right into the whole experience. But uh, Zach, do you wh- do you have to repeat the whole Ground Zeroes part, or no, is that no really no no that's, that's, that's completely optional. Although it's fun um, to play and probably will help you out a little bit. Yeah, it'll give right. you more context on leading into what's going on. Uh, but even if you have, because he gets every hurt at the end of game. that level, I think doesn't he? I mean, he something yeah, that's happens to him. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. Like that's too game, early on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I will say that I've played every single Metal Gear game. I have, except for okay, I haven't played Metal Gear Acid and Metal Gear Acid Two. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like that really helps. That was Acid Two, not the other word. They were the but, Metal um, Gear card game. Yeah, and so I didn't play those, but I played every <laughs> single other one. And I gotta say, I was still completely lost for most of the story. <laughs> that's um, great, <laughs> and and that's important to know for anybody who's on the edge of getting of getting this game. You're going to be lo- just as lost as somebody who's played every single. It's not going to stop me from playing. Then. No, yeah. right, right. Because right. I, I thought I had to play like MGS three and Peace Walker before I started this one. And I, like, I am oh, so going to play it. I'm dreading this, right? And then I was like, you know, Josh kept going, oh, MGS five, MGS five, so good. And then, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I really was. I can get it for forty five dollars. Sure, why not? Right. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm playing MGS five all the time. And Metal I will Gear say, Solid, you've come so far. After after playing through the whole series, I will say that uh, the first and the third are the other ones that are really great and still worth playing uh, and might help you in leading up to this. Um, yeah. Past that, you, don't really, you really don't need any need to play any of the um, the other ones. It's pretty much a story told out of order. And you know what? MGS5 yeah. requires zero context for the other ones. It's yeah, more of it, like it feels self-contained. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel yeah. like you need to know about other MGS games at all, but right. it, it would it's nice for people who have played them. And yeah, didn't, and, and there's Joshua, characters. didn't you say that's intentional? That it's they've made it different intentionally? I would say so, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that that ninety-five percent of this the story in the first chapter of the game is perfectly authored and done exactly the way that Kojima has always wanted. And so from that sense, the first chapter of the game is absolutely a masterpiece. Um, once you get to the second chapter, it sort of uh, doesn't hold up. But, it unravels yeah, I'm, I'm like a cheap gonna, sweater. I'm not going to spoil any, any plot points, but I will say that once you get to the second chapter, it's like, uh, this isn't really finished, guys. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's the kind of like the artist's last testament to a series he's been working on for 30 years and then yeah. like he spent way too much money on it. And then he just dropped the mic and said, I'm out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, hey, well, well, we're not done. It would have been yeah. nice for him to have actually finished it, I guess, is probably the sentiment most people. Yeah, have. but I mean like there there is a, 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 a neat conclusion of sorts that, that wraps things up and leaves you with scratching your head and like, huh. And so I'm pretty satisfied with that. But, um, yeah, Ted, if there's one thing that I can tell you I can boast about, and this is completely selfish and horrible, me being a horrible person, um, I wrote an article and it got featured on the front page of Kotaku. Um, what? <laughs> about Metal Gear Solid yeah, Five, Specifically how it deals with the idea of loving enemies. Um, uh-huh. And how it's the first game that I've voluntarily bled for my enemies. And, like... You know how in all the trailers you see Snake all covered in blood and he's gross and he smells terrible? Um, I The way that I was playing, I was like, why is he still covered in blood when I'm not killing my enemies? And I realized it was because once or twice I took – I was taking damage because I was too busy trying to like pacify them with tranquilizers and bear hug them into my – into my uh, loving me back. And um, put balloons on them so they can put balloons in the on sky. Them so they, yeah. Whee! Uh, yeah, it's or, all super duper happy, but I did take a bunch of bullets and I got covered in blood. And I realized somewhere around that point that, like, this is a good thing. Like, I'm covered in blood and this is almost a badge of honor because I'm self-sacrificing for my enemies. And I realized <laughs> I'd never played a game where, like, okay, the Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker for PSP, um, which is actually the, the, the most literal prequel to this game. 
Um, you can also uh, take out your enemies with, with tranquilizers and abduct them with Fulton balloons and that sort of thing. But the way that the all of the systems collectively and in, in Phantom Pain really realize the idea of preserving your enemies' lives and incentivize preserving your enemies' lives, it's the most the closest any game has ever gotten to loving your enemies that I've ever played. And Is that, there and, a positive result that comes out of uh, not killing your enemies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You are you stuff, are lots of cool stuff. To play. You are giving oh, yeah? more rewards. You you get a higher ranking for your levels if you don't mm-hmm. kill anybody, and that ultimately gives you greater payoff for those levels, um, and that results in in money. Um, also, if you if you uh, extract those guys and get them out of there. Um, then that literally bolsters your ranks and builds the the mother base faster, um, and then right. that can develop your weapons. That can develop your you know all these uh, cross informing systems that makes you better at the game, or, or doesn't necessarily make you more skilled, but it makes your tools better for doing stealth missions. So if you spared someone's life mm-hmm. and then you fultoned them away. Uh-huh. Will they be like on your side in your personal army later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That they that, that's the awkward thing in the 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 extreme shorthand for um, conversion. Like, wouldn't it be great uh-huh. if church was like that? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Then, then hey, we well, like, I went one uh, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was I had a balloon strapped to me, and now I'm here at church. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of an I, undercurrent I used... of brainwashing there. I Just, didn't know the Holy yeah. Ghost had helium. Because yeah. they say we're going to do some "quote unquote" convincing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and they really don't explain oh, yeah. how that convincing happens. But like, considering that your team uh, is not shy when it comes to torture, uh... yeah, it's a little easy. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. part of the theme of the game is like the blurry lines between good and evil and such. Yeah, well, that's definitely one of the presented themes. I don't know if it necessarily delivers. No. Um, the thing, well, <laughs> the so thing for me, like, speaking back to, like, the the wearing blood of my... Of wearing my own blood because I'm preserving my enemies from having their blood spilled... Right. Um, ...plays off to this thing that I did not expect, and... I walked away after, like, all this time with this game, thing, and most of the story thinking, I really like Snake. Like, he's so... There's so many times that like you have the opportunity to become the bad guy that you see in the trailers, and almost every time that those situations come up, yeah. like the mission that Zach just finished, where you're saving a bunch of a bunch of child soldiers. Yeah, it's weird when you're when you're paid being paid to kill them, and I'm like, of course he's not going to kill them because he's a good guy. It's like exactly the opposite <laughs> of what you expect to actually happen. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of, of what you what all the trailers seem to imply that I feel you like are. There's a subtext there. I'm intrigued. There, there's a lot more to it than that which I'm letting on. But like, I really, really liked how much my I really liked who who I became, my character became throughout this game, and I thought that it was going to become really, really bad. I feel like calling in sick for like four days and just playing the game nonstop. That's yeah, not well, yeah. that's not going to do it. It's no? not even gonna do it. <laughs> that, that that'll put in that that'll put you like at ten percent through the game. Because I do have to sleep and eat. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. you should do that. I I I am embarrassed at how much this game ate into my sleep and to my like other things. Yeah, because it came out in September first, and all those sorts of things come out. But who could play wow. anything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> Has uh, anyone in your game cell group tried it out other than you? 
No, um, nobody, nobody's really gotten into it yet. Well, actually, there's one guy, my buddy Scotty, who I should have invited over for this podcast, but I forgot to. Um, he got the game at the same time as I, um, but he also – it came out the same day as Mad Max. And mm-hmm. he put in a lot more time in the Mad Max. He, he would, I don't know that he, he's going to say that Mad Max is a better game, but he liked it a lot more because he also likes the idea of crafting your car and getting around the wasteland and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have I have a friend the same situation. He bought both games around the same time, but for some <laughs> reason the Mad Max is what has taken yeah. more of his time. He wants to go back to the sure. Solid Snake, but as as of yet, he's still playing. It's actually Mad Venom Max game. Venom Snake. Oh, punish, <laughs> Venom Punish Snake. Yeah, oh, Punish yeah. Venom Snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's is that um, a spoiler? It says it in the very beginning of the game. Well, that's why okay. it's right. Metal Gear V, not Five. Sorry, that's actually that's actually a um. Wouldn't yeah, that, that could be a spoiler. But, I mean, hey, that's it's all there. I'm not going to tell you that it's not all there. Um, so yeah, um, for me, I obviously have been playing a lot of Metal Gear, but I also wanted to bring up another game that I've been playing, and I've been playing way too many. But the one that I really want to bring up is holy crap, guys! We have somebody in our community, in our theology gaming community, who made a game that like. The biggest people in the world are, or not biggest, you know, the most famous YouTubers the are all biggest. like, oh, we yes. get to play this game. Dropsy. Dropsy by Jay Tholen. And, well, okay, what's it technically by? It's by. Of course, the clown named um, after a disease is the one, right? Right, right, right. So <laughs> this is, this is um, to use very uh, insider language, this is a Christian game, um, which isn't entirely accurate, but it, it is definitely Christian. made by, yeah, well, sort of, because it's made by a Christian guy. Ted, what do you know about Dropsy? Oh, yeah. Well, wait, I mean, I've been on my hiatus in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. I know nothing about this. You're telling me somebody, wait, from our our little cluster of people? Yeah, our, like, 100-plus yeah. people. He's been very busy, like, finishing the game. But Yeah, he's been working, like, crazy to finish this game for a long time. But it's out now. And it's yeah, called it's Dropsy. Now. It's called Dropsy. It is a point-and-click adventure where you play as a grotesque-looking clown. <laughs> And no, when you say that, you make it so appealing. <laughs> no, it, it's 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 really not at first, but it's so bright and colorful and excited. And the game is about love and giving hugs and like bringing joy <laughs> to a despairing world. And so much of the undercurrents of it are about rejection and about like the world really, really doesn't like Dropsy just as much as it would like somebody who looked like a, 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 a scary looking clown to begin with. Um, but he doesn't have hands and he doesn't have like all of his teeth. And so ugly looking clown, he is an ugly looking clown. (laughs) Um, and so it makes sense how people respond to him, which is really, ah, get away from me. Um, so where can I get this game on steam? It is on steam for PC, Mac and Linux. Um, it it is, uh, published by Devolver digital, which is the same company brings all these, uh, crazy wild indies like uh, Hotline Miami and uh, Shadow Warrior and like a whole bunch of others. I think it's on iOS and Android also, so that might be an easier way. No kidding. It might be. I'm going to look that up. That's right. I think I I remember them saying... Look look it up. I I was looking for my tablet so I could, you know, research this or see what it looks like. It might not be out yet. It should be, though. I love point and click. Adventure. Yeah, it's yeah. um. I mean, it sounds is basically like it's that. right up my alley. It's that except without dialogue of any kind. 
Okay. Yeah, it it looks like um, the iOS and Android is to be at, is to TBA still okay. in terms well, of when that's yeah, for out. right now. The Steam version is out, so right, so that right. makes this uh, if there's no dialogue or no narrative, but yet there is a story that makes this an international uh, yeah. game. Everything right? It could be played almost anywhere. Everything is communicated like via Pictionary almost. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that's really cool. There's no words in the game other than the the title, Dropsy. And all the character expression is through you interpreting what this person is saying in pictures. And so it creates this interesting um, exchange of like, I think he's saying that (laughs) I need to go dance somewhere. Part of the puzzle Uh, is figuring out what people are actually saying to you. Right, right. And so I put in – how much have you put into this game so far, Zach? I put in about Mm -hmm. two hours to see what Um, Steam says. I believe – I played it for an hour or two, if I yeah. had to guess. I think mostly it was – I got to a point where I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. So Right, and I think they were actually right around the same point. Um, I really don't have no idea what I'm supposed to do in the game right now, and that's kind of a constant that's situation. A well, that's a challenge. Game for, thing. Yeah, is that you really don't know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to combine items in your inventory, or if you're supposed to find other items in your inventory. The game is super smart, and it's open world. It's the first open world adventure game that I think that I've probably played. Um, but you can go pretty much... If you can see somewhere on the map, you can go there. Um, okay. If it's covered in clouds, maybe you can't get there yet, but you're going to be able to go there. Um, so a lot also, of point-and-clicks I play, you sort of go from scene to scene, you know, left right. to right, and then it goes to a new scene. It's not like that. It's more... Yeah, it's a little more sprawling than a lot of the old adventures. Okay, so sort of open world, really. I mean, three yeah. three dimensional open world. No, it's it's a two D. So it's it's a, a, okay, a pixelated okay. style, um, right. very akin to old to nineties pix, uh, point and click games. Um, okay. It's also got got a day and night cycle. So sometimes you have to go and find certain people to talk to you at a certain time of day. Right. Um, so that adds another layer to it of complexity. And now I know that point and click. Fans, diehard point-and-click fans are like, this is this is meat and potatoes. This is what I'm talking about. And for me, I'm like, I, I, I <laughs> somebody tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah literally, that, that's my problem. Is that I, I literally just want to go online and I just want to read a walkthrough. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the game's fault at all. It's just adventure games and logic puzzles and figuring out what the developer thinks is a good train of logic is just it's a genre it's just hard it's just yeah. really hard now there, there's certain <laughs> Not certain folks person. who like are, are, are great like at that sort of thing you breaking up with the game you're sound, you sound like he's breaking up the game he's like <laughs> it's it's not you it's me it's no, me it seriously <laughs> is i'm just like adventure games just do not I, there's, I've never been able to complete one. There's also something about adventure games that you don't realize until you play in a group like I do with Game Cell. And that's like I played a lot of adventure games in, or a couple of adventure games in Game Cell. And like I, I, when I first played them, I had no idea what I was doing and I had to look up a guide because I, I just could not get past certain things. And I still didn't know how I came across those answers. But when you're playing in a, as a group, everyone's watching the screen at different points. And people are seeing yeah. different things, so you're going to yes, have yes. way more ideas on how to approach those things. So I'm going to yes. put Dropsy in my playlist for Game Cell this week, and if, I hope someone picks it because it's so like weird. Um, and the theme that we have for this week is confusion, so it's going to be great. <laughs> um, the, the game literally opens up in like this crazy, trippy dream sequence. So yeah, oh, um, it, it is appropriate to say that one of the main mechanics that makes it notable is hugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called a hug venture. <laughs> yeah, you are can you hug, serious? You can hug anybody. 
or try yeah. to hug anybody. Well, the goal is to be able to hug everybody. Not everybody will let you, but there's certain free hugs in there. Jerks. Yeah. That sounds a little creepy. A clown going around trying to hug people yeah, against nice. their it will. Does. It does, yeah. but like, there's also like this certain aspect, of, like there's this certain kingdom aspect to it about bringing joy and reconciliation to this despairing world through hugs. Right. Um, but but ultimately, like, you have to help a lot of these people first, be able to create that love, that bond. Yeah, and I, I like that about it. Like the relationship aspects of it and all those things. I like making progress in this game, and I like seeing where it goes. I just wish I was smarter at figuring things out. Yeah, I wish there was just like a PDF booklet and it just says, here's how to solve it all. Because I, yeah. I like the game. I like the aesthetic. The music's great, obviously. Yeah. Who knew that hugging could be so brain-provoking? Yeah, but it's that, it's that kind of game. So, But if you like old-school adventure games, it's the game. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, a lot of the music is, is directly written by Jay Tholen, which is great. Really? I love him as oh, a musician. Yeah? He's a great musician to begin with. Um, also, like he's not the director of the game. I forgot that he wasn't the director. It's uh, Jesse Bull, who's the other the other creator, primarily working on there. Also, there's Bo Langston, who's one of the other designers. So it's Jay, Jesse, and Bo. Um, and so those 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 are the the team that comprises Tender Shoot and a, jo- a Jolly Corpse, which are co-developers. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm not sure whether Jesse or Bo is a Jolly Corpse. Um, probably probably Jesse. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so the entirety of that team, including Jay Tholen, who's part of the LG Gaming University, made this. Yeah, game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we had a hand. Yeah, yeah. We, we did stuff. In a way, we made it. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Indirectly, yeah. we touched his life to make Dropsy. Oh, it really, it wasn't that hard. I don't oh, know what people talk yeah. about. I thought making yeah. games was much more difficult. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it's like blood, sweat, and tears, and Jay not sleeping for the past year. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like I didn't even have to try, and I we, feel like I helped make it. So yeah, that's, <laughs> we just delegated things. To him. Big hugs for for I'm Jay. Sure we, I'm sure we've had Jay on the podcast for a couple of episodes or whatever. Yeah, so that's, we did. So I, I think the Dropsy podcast is like way way back. Like that would yeah. be interesting to hear just to hear where he was at that oh, point. I hey, believe uh, it was podcast 14, but I'm gonna go double check right now. A little bit of of uh, promotion in the middle of the podcast for you. One of the other guys who we had on the show, who's working on a game, also had some milestones show up this week um, because of something that I worked on. Actually, I am making game trailers, and I and Justin Fox have uh-huh. shared and published his game trailer for release. Whoa. And if you go on to YouTube and you type in the word "release," that's two e's, a hip hop RPG for your soul. Um, you can put the word for, you don't have to put foe. Um, it'll show up and you'll get to watch the trailer for the game. And we put a lot of time and effort into it. And I think that you guys will like it. Um, which really just shows what that game is about. Um, which is, uh, a woman who is on the other side of oppression and going on an epic RPG with a lot of hip hop. That's good. I know he's been working a long time on that as well. Since I... First, talk to him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here we go. We got M. Joshua Collar here with. He's like our Renaissance man. He's like writing articles on websites. He's producing trailer videos. He's on the pulse. But did you uh, like design a car recently in Detroit or anything? I wish, or? I wish that I might have some money. <laughs> he resurrected the Motor City, man. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you, Joshua. That's a lot of work, man. 
So yeah, I, I mean, I've I've tooted my own horn a lot in this, so I don't feel like I've deserved any of it. Me me. But <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I've, I've been trying to. Is there an keep approximate it. release date for release, or are we still in planning stages? Coming to BC. That's okay. what our our our, our, our the release <laughs> date. Coming to BC. <laughs> I know. I talked to him a lot about it, and uh, you know, he could do a Kojima. He could just say. I'm done. Drop the mic. Hey, I'm going to release it. The late is. I'm not going to spoil any details, but his game has some crazier twists than anything I've seen Kojima do. So it's it's super it's super interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the game turns into. Yeah. Yeah, you Um, can't. So, Zach, what are some of the things that have posted on uh, the TheologyGaming.com lately that that somebody listening might find interesting? Or Ted, considering he's been in in, uh, Negaland. I don't even know if my domain is active right now. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. I told wildmanted.com. Who took it? No, no. It's the, you know, I just, I don't know if it's, uh, I'm, I might need to renew the domain. I don't know. That would be so. uh, let's talk about more things about M. Joshua Collar. He just posted a review of Assault Android Gactus, which is a uh, crazy dual stick shooter game. From yeah, also, like, oh. also very much inspired by other uh, cave shmups and Ikaruga and all sorts of things along those lines. So there's You know what a- I thought it was? <laughs> I what? thought, you know how droid names all their versions after candy and stuff like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jelly yeah, bean yeah. or whatever? I thought maybe they had moved into plants <laughs> or something. So you was reviewing yeah. a version of Android called Cactus. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I got to admit, like, I've just been calling the game Cactus just because, like, if you, if you say the words assault okay. and Android together... It doesn't really do the game any favors in terms of differentiating from other things out there. <laughs> Salt Android Cactus is a strange name. It really is, but if you just call, uh, I just like I said, just call it Cactus, cactus. and it, it it actually stands. Like if you go onto Steam and you just put the word Cactus in, it's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, um, there you go. But yeah, so it's the the thing that I found so impressive about that game was just how four players is just as fun as one player, and like. Some of the hardest bosses in the game, you're going to have just as much luck with four players as one player. Um, and that's how we beat the game. We beat the game with, well, actually, with three people. But um, yeah, it's super duper hard. And I kept, we died like 20 times on the first boss and just kept saying, again, again. <laughs> yeah. The, the primal appeal of uh, games like that is just yeah. to win. Yeah. And lots of nuance and simple control schemes and mechanics and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Which is what I've liked lately is that I can just kind of jump into those games in like 20 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. I've had my game experience for the day. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're uh, you're off the Hearthstone and you're finding that elsewhere now. Uh, I I still the problem with Hearthstone is that I ended up feeling like it was a job. That's happened to me with all Blizzard games. Because uh-huh. eventually the daily quest is just like, how the heck I want to do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Got to go change into pink armor today. Yeah, well, you're just like <laughs> trading money for time. So, yeah. And then Blizzard has decided they will announce a new expansion and then not announce a release date after losing 5 million subscribers. Whoa. Which, it's... to me, seems like the worst move possible. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like wisdom. Yeah, And there's no new content coming. For who knows how long, so oh, I'm wow. unsubscribed for this moment. Yeah, you know, they were on top for so long and unbeatable. Yeah, and but and that's just changed in like a lot, what the last month. Because I mean, like, what was it like three podcasts ago? Zach was like, "Oh, here's the storm." 
Yeah, well, that was like a month ago because our podcast no, output dropped precipitously at some point in August. You know when I noticed it? Um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, I went to the Video Games Live concert that was up in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, about a three-hour drive from me. And, you know, they do songs for – they do something from Journey, and it was beautiful. And they do, uh, you know, Castlevania, and everybody loves that. And then they were like, okay, and now we're going to do this next song from World of Warcraft. And it was like (laughs) – nobody was clapping or cheering. It was a great song, Orchestra and all that stuff. Wow. But I just thought, wow, is it – wow, is it going away? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't I mean to say it I like that. that. That was completely yeah. unintentional. <laughs> That's there, awful. There's, there's a certain level of stigma to World of Warcraft that um, throws a lot of people off. If you were to say um, a, a certain game that people, a lot of people play but there's no stigma behind, you would have gotten a lot more of a response. Like if you were to say Angry Birds or if you were to say uh, – well, I mean I'm saying specifically like not a stigma in non-gamer right. circles. Um, or if you were to say Candy Crush Saga, you know, like I could think of like – my my wife's aunt, who was like, "Yeah, Candy Crush Saga, I love that game." You know, World of Warcraft. Eh. No, you know what? The thing was that after the expansion previous to this one, they were at about seven and a half million subscribers, right? Which is pretty good for a game that's a that's decade still old. a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. But this expansion, Warlords of Draenor, has been basically like a bust for a number of. Horrible game design reasons, and they launched and they went up to 10 million like immediately. And then over the period of the next like six months, the subscriber base went down by 5 million. So clearly, they were doing something wrong. <laughs> so from 7 million, oh, okay, 10 million to 5 million. So that's like a yeah. half drop off. Yeah. They've never had a subscriber loss that big in a six month. Uh, I still think uh, when I hear about games being released, say on consoles, big budget games, and it takes so long sometimes for them to get to one million sales. So we're still talking really big numbers here for yeah, these. It's, it's wow. huge, but like yeah. when you lose half of your big your biggest cash cow, yeah. it's time to reconsider what you're doing with the game. Yeah, and, and half of are, a big number is yeah. even big. I, I mean, like you know. this game a lot, but if they're going to keep making stupid random design decisions for no reason and then making like all these things about grinding and whatnot, and then I'm just not going to play it. <laughs> it's kind of wow. Disturbing. So I think that's, that that's probably a good place to end. <laughs> well, everyone's depressed and in the gutter. Oh, oh, no. I, want, I did want to – I wanted to help – ask you to help me remember the name of a game that I did play. Yeah. In which I was a, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to say this much and you'll say the name of it, but I was not a person, but I was like a space suit that was supposed to be keeping a person alive. The fall. Yeah. Oh, wow. I really liked that game. And it's it's an episode based game too. So yeah, it's also a point and click adventure. I mean, not a point and click. It's actually an aim and click considering you actually are using the controller and that makes a big difference. Oh yeah. It was, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I was not expecting that twist at the end, which I won't say, but yeah, it's a twist. Yeah. I heard there's a really interesting twist ending to that. I only made it through like the first hour or two of it. Um, but it's, it's as, as far super- as story and narrative, it was it was really excellent, and I'm glad I stuck with it. Awesome. Uh, that was an indie game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, that is see, yeah, I, I played indie. Let's be by one guy. 
You playing indie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I even played some game called Submerged. That was indie too, I think. Submerged. Yeah, yeah. Submerged was uh that's the game where you just float around town, right? You can't die. Yeah, you just climb buildings and stuff. It, it wasn't fantastic. It it communicated with little shapes and figures and stuff like that. Oh. But I'm sure yeah. that Dropsy is way better. Yeah, it is. By a mile. Yeah. Even though I, yeah, I mean, not play that one. Well, in, in Dropsy you're actually doing things. Yeah. 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 Hugging people, which, you know, come on. Yeah, I didn't hug anybody in that submerged. <laughs> Who was the hugging? Come on. I mean, I just turned into like a seaweed monster or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> All right. So thank you for helping me remember the name of, of the fall because I just, it was on my brain and I could not remember the name of that game. So yeah. Oh, yeah. thank I guess, you. I guess I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Oh, yeah. No, no not really. You've only done what, like, 14 episodes. <laughs> yeah, and I've been basically perpetually at 99 lives for the entire game since, like, World yes. 2. It's it's a little easy, but <laughs> it's good if you own a Wii U. I heard it was not easy. I know. People said that to me, and I was like, well, I don't – well, look yeah, at my you must be You must be an expert platformer. Look at my yeah, last play. I'm so good at Oh, game. yeah? Zach, you, you, you had absolutely no struggle whatsoever with Shovel Knight, right? No, not at all. Yeah, so um, it was bizarrely easy, and I think I should probably download it again to play the DLC, right? Yeah, the DLC just came out this week, and I played a good bit of it. It's good. It's super good. It's harder. It's a lot harder. Yeah, no more. Pogo. Um, there's no more pogo, and the, the bigger issue. Well, there's a lot of like aerial control, which is neat. Um, but there's the biggest issue is that you no longer have like permanent health upgrades, or at least I'm not finding permanent health upgrades. Instead, you get these um, expendable health upgrades that like are permanent as long as you don't die. So you have like massive incentive to not die, um, which is sometimes the only way that you can beat some of the bosses because the boss fights are like much harder considering you no longer have pogo and you're you're basically just dealing with different kind of throwing because you're no longer shovel knight. You're playing as plague knight. And it's a completely different game. I mean, it's the same, you know, maybe the same levels, the same enemies, the same overworld. But everything is treated differently when you're playing as the lead. Not the lead, but one of the, actually kind of the lesser bosses in the game. <laughs> yeah, most people seem to like him. Oh, uh, Ted, Ted, have you played Shovel Knight? No, I have not. I, I've only seen like five seconds of gameplay. You really should. And I would say go buy the physical copy that came out for the Wii U. Really? Yeah. Because you, yeah. like, you like physical copies. Right? I do like physical copies. Yeah. So go buy the physical copy for like five bucks more. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, game. very good game. It's, it, it's too easy for hardcore uh, NES-style platformers. Um, but in the spirit of it, it's got the accessibility of like present-day games. Um, and the expansion just came out, so if you, if you can get it with the expansion, even better. Yeah, the expansion's completely free. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. So like, anyone who owns it gets it free. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of too many games that come out with free DLC. Like, does The Witcher? I think The Witcher does. Uh, you might. The Witcher 3, Shovel I think, Knight comes come out. Was that like last uh, Sho- June? Shovel Knight came out last June. Yeah. So that's like a year and some change of a game that's. And I, I have a little bit of affection <laughs> so for Shovel Knight, my relationship with Zach, because it was the first game booth that. or the second game booth. That Zach and I went and attended when we hung out for the first time yeah. at wow. PAX East. And after watch, after seeing the booth and seeing the game in motion, I was like, "Huh, that's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on the Kickstarter for that. 
Yeah, they were going to have a shovel knight, might be in Smash Brothers, and he might be an amiibo. And... He is an amiibo. There is an, a, a shovel knight amiibo. That's insane. It's super insane. I don't understand <laughs> no, how that's that is even possible. Yeah, but um, Ted, go play Shovel Knight. You, you yeah. will really enjoy it. And I need to find the physical copy. No yeah. problem. I think it comes out November 3rd on physical, though, so you might have to wait a little bit. Oh. Or you can just buy it now for $15. <laughs> Fifteen dollars, American? Wow! <laughs> Is it worth fifteen dollars? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I, mean, we... I only put like maybe seven hours into the original game, but like that's a really good. Ooh. Yeah. Did meaty... they make it for the 3DS? Yeah. Yeah, they do. That it's might like... be a good handheld game for me. Yeah, it's it's a perfect too. 3DS game. Like I think that it's one of the best 3DS games out there. Yeah. And thank... Do you approve of that, Zachary, or do I need to still get it for the Wii U? Oh well, you you could get it for both. You approve? Oh, I gotta get it for both. <laughs> both will dip, man. That's that's the way of Zach. Get it for all the systems. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll I check it out. It's only been out a year and a half. I think it's time for me to, to you know, yeah. to, to look at it. I say that as a person who gave it a three out of five, but I think it's a pretty <laughs> solid game anyway. Right. So yeah. I'm just gonna leave it there. I, I know mean, a lot of people loved it, so. Yeah, most people do. I'm just a complainer and a whiner about things that really don't matter. (laughs) Well, Zach is a whiner about intrinsic details that only matter to like the 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 most elite of elite NES gaming fans. Yeah, snob. Yeah, snobbery. I liked Ducktales remastered, whatever it's called. Yeah, Yeah. I played that on the Wii. That that to me is a is a like like. 2.5 2.5 stars out of 5. Like, I, I really hated it. Like I couldn't I couldn't stand it. I thought the graphic adaptation was weak. I thought the, the, the platforming was like too archaic and oh, oh man. Did you like wow. DuckTales as a child? I, did. I, 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 I liked the cartoon because I always wanted to be Scrooge McDuck swimming through money. <laughs> um, not because I had a, a, a um, like money complex but just because I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ted just decided to leave. I'm gonna sit over here. <laughs> it's a good thing your camera follows you. Yeah. Oh, it did. did. Oh no. No. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was looking to see if I could find my Ducktales uh, physical my, copy. My back. NES platformer preferences are weird. Like, I don't really like the new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers games that much. The 2D ones. Like, people are all over They're Super all Mario Maker and the stuff like that. I just don't like the <sighs> physics. <laughs> I'm just a that kind of guy. <laughs> I think like, I will get it, and I will play it on my Wii U. He's like it's Mario Maker. Mar- New Mario Brothers needs to reduce its air control by five percent. Otherwise, it's just not Mario. It just feels wrong. I'm sorry. It just feels wrong. <laughs> I you are, you do have a lot of airtime in it. Yeah, you just like hang it. Like the physics just feel weird. And the wall yeah. jumping, Ugh, whatever. Anyway. Well, it's doing well enough without your opinion, so. Yeah, whatever. You know, Nintendo's yes. doing fine because that way you sell hot like hotcakes, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, and Star Fox got delayed, which is, you know, like, my Wii U's just going to sit here and do nothing. I know. And Devil's Third is awful, I heard. Yeah, it's gotten, uh, it's got like three on Metacritic right now. Yeah, it's like the antithesis of Ninja Gaiden made by the Ninja Gaiden guy, so. And it doesn't come out in America till December 4th. 
for reasons that are unknown. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. No, it doesn't have a three on, on Metacritic right now. It's a 43. Oh, okay, good. Good thing you pointed that out. <laughs> that's a little different. And Nintendo decides to release things in Europe like four months early now? I guess that's their policy? How different can it be if it's a Europe? European version or something. It's not different at all. They just decided they're not going to release it here until, I don't know. It's the same thing with Yoshi's Woolly World. They were going to release it in October here, and they released it in June in Europe. That's crazy, man. Don't they want to sell those things over here? I don't know. It, I don't know what they're thinking. To me. Yeah, they're just not making any sense. They have made sense for a while. And it's a good console. Yeah, it's a good console that they've decided they're going to scrap at some point in the near future. <laughs> it's just so weird. one other random piece of news that's really useful is um, right now on Steam, there's uh, an Oddworld, Oddworld sale. Um, oh, yeah. And you can get Abe's, Abe's Odyssey for free. Brand, like, like free free, not like free for the weekend, but like for full, full free, forever free. Is that only for the day in which we were recording this? Because that would be kind of sad. Oh, that would be really sad. Okay, Too I'm bad, sorry. listeners. Is. All right, so this is up for ends the 25th. So that's two days from today. Oh, crap. That's uh, Friday when this is going to go live. Oh, uh, uh, so no. Oh, no. It ends uh, on the 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Oh, goodness. Just, what, 25th if you're at listening, 10 just buy it. Just buy the game. Don't well, be so cheap. It's going to be on discount for like 74 cents. So if you miss it, <laughs> like seriously. It's a good good creative game, but I thought it was a hard game back Actually, when I played all, it. The entire Abe's whatever, the whole Oddworld stuff, except for the remake, is like $3.24. Wow. So, <laughs> Even the one that was cool. on the Xbox? I have officially started my installation for that. Yeah, there was one about on the, on the Xbox that was sort of a open-world yeah, environment. The, the brand new New and Tasty? Yeah, New and Tasty. Oh, you mean Munch's Odyssey? No, I, 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 so I'm no, I like think Str- about- Stranger's Wrath or something. I don't know if that's what it was called. But- yeah, that was on the Xbox and right, right, PC right, ports right. for it. Okay, I thought I remember something like that. I think, but that's in that that's in that universe. I'm surprised they're not, uh, you know, selling that one. Yeah, they are. It's in that the odd box. Oh well, then there we go. Yeah, three bucks. I I asked for it and it happened instantly. That's what they're calling it, the odd box. Yeah, who is three dollars? Wait, what? Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. The whole what in the world? I know the entire so that's series. Abe's Odyssey. Uh, Abe's Ad- yeah, that's everything in the series for three dollars, three dollars and twenty-five cents. Yep, you heard <laughs> it here first. Except that you won't be able to get this deal, listener. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, and that, that includes Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath, and HD. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's there you go. Better. Too bad nobody who's listening will ever get this. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, we don't really I'm like so you sorry, anyway. Nice. <laughs> we never liked you. <laughs> Dangling a carrot. Oh, and uh, we, we do have one topic which we have failed to discuss so far. And we'll probably close out our podcast. Oh, what was that? Because it's just brilliant. But Ted Lorre did something to himself recently. Uh, which he probably feels shame. I do feel shame. <laughs> so I was visiting my brother and having a great visit. And that night, I went to brush my teeth and reached into my little travel kit, and I just pulled out what I thought was toothpaste, 
proceeded to put it on the toothbrush and brush my teeth. And then about halfway through my toothbrushing, I was like, where is that fresh minty taste? And then I turned and I looked at the <laughs> tube in my hand and it was a tube of foot fungus cream that I had <laughs> I had brushed my teeth with foot fungus cream. So, uh, so but honestly, a fungus though, right? Yeah, and uh, someone told me <laughs> that I don't have to worry about hoof and mouth disease anymore. <laughs> or if I ever if I ever have to stick my foot in my mouth, I won't have to worry about it. I I heard a bunch of punchlines <laughs> when I posted that, but I just thought that was just too embarrassing not to tell the world. But, but my teeth felt great. Too. They were really they felt smooth and slick and Maybe it was because my tongue was numb. I don't know, but Is there, like uh, steroids in that. Kind of thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I don't recommend anybody doing it, and I'm a lot more careful now when I travel. So, the fact that you went halfway through before even realizing it is the best part of the story. <laughs> you know? uh, like, I had like, a lot on my mind. The I don't flavor know. indicated nothing. Like it was just like, oh, well, it'll kick in at some point. I think I'm just getting old. You know, I don't taste stuff anymore. I don't know. Uh, I just want to play my my wood console games and brush my teeth with foot fungus cream. Get off my case, you younglings. Yeah, go play Metal Gear Solid. All right. Solid. Get All right. So I'm oh, I, I have one, one last thing to share. One last thing. Yeah. Um, I was that guy. I pre-ordered the uh, the Steam Link and the Steam Controller. Oh. Oh, you're that, that one guy then? When is it coming out? No. Uh, November-ish. Okay. Um. <laughs> so how much is the Steam Link? Like 50 so, bucks? 50 bucks, yeah. Can I use an and Xbox? And the Steam controller, controller is also 50 bucks. Can I use an Xbox yeah. controller with it? What do you mean? Like, just like an Xbox. Oh, with the Steam Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's two USB ports on it, I believe. Um, I think I'm gonna have to try to get an adapter to see if I can do four. Um, I'm not sure if I can. I'm not sure of all the the perks and and if it's going to work ideally. Because my my goal is to leave my laptop, my my powerful PC laptop up here, and uh, then be in my basement and play games on the Steam Link and see how that's gonna go. Huh, um, okay. I don't know if I'm gonna get like. I think it might be dependent on how good my router is. You and I don't know how good streaming first because I did on my computer and the, even though I have like a super super fast internet connection, the games did run noticeably worse. So I would okay. say you should test first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've oh, done yeah. some streaming with the Xbox One onto uh, Windows 10 uh, laptop uh-huh. and tablet. Oh, yeah, you can and do that. yeah, and it's better if at least one of them is wired into the network. I mean. I, I did have some uh, lag, but, yes. but I was able to play, you know, a game downstairs from my from my Xbox on a, a pretty cool. cheap tablet, yeah, too. It's, so it's so I guess that's a similar experience. Yeah. It is dependent slightly on the strength of the computer that you're streaming to. So because like okay. my PC down in my living room must be like five or six years old, and so okay. things yeah. run crappy on it. So, so I will try it on a little bit more powerful so machine and see what happens. If you do try it, try it on something powerful first before yeah. moving forward. And I don't think the stream right. is out yet officially. I, I'm a preview person on the uh, Xbox One, yeah. so yeah. I had an early look at it. Cool. So, so there. 
Yeah, I'm not 100% how well it's going to run. I just figured, you know, this is one of those rare situations where, okay, I'll be an early adopter. Yeah, well, I'll try it. Well, for 50 try bucks, it. 100 bucks with the controller? Uh, sure. I think it's worth it. Yeah, trying. with the controller, it's 100 bucks. Yeah. So. And your Steam library yeah, is huge. I mean, so. Yeah, it's 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 sizable. <laughs> so so could it could you just plug it into like HDMI port on your TV or somehow and, and like stream it to your That's what I typically TV? do is I I just plug my laptop into my TV. That's what we do for game cell. Uh, um and we just and we just plug in all of our ports into the the sides. Um I think that for the the, the Steam Link if it does work, um the the real test and the real quality of of experience is going to be dependent on like Towerfall or or like maybe even Lethal League or something that's like a, a fast local multiplayer game where we have multiple controller inputs. Huh. Um, plug a USB hub. I might. It? I'm just curious. Um, I have. I, I need to get a USB hub for my computer, but I have four USB ports, so. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had to do that yet. Yeah, this seems like that. That's what I'm always like. The complicated setup of all this stuff, and I just say bah, and I go get a console instead. <laughs> well, I hope you're going to do a review thing, of like, it. Who wants yeah, to yeah, I'll, I'll write about my experience with it for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, as far as, like, plugging in controllers to my PC, like, I already, like, getting Xbox 360 controllers and plugging them into my PC is really easy. Also, a lot of really great local multiplayer games are on PC. And so all I have to do is just put my PC next to my computer, plug in a USB cord or uh, HDMI cord to the TV, and I've got... A console with a better library than any console. Yeah, which, which is nice. And <laughs> like most every games. good local multiplayer com- comes out to um, Steam or PC in some way, shape, or form first. So, like literally, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five with this. Oh, I got like yeah. a cheap wireless yeah. adapter. Same and, here. Yeah, and I'm good to go. Like it was super easy, and there was no like weird funky hookups or anything. It just worked. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll probably try it out on the Xbox One. I'll yeah. let you guys know if it's any good on that. I've heard the so. the game runs perfectly on Xbox One, so you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll see. And I recently bought a two terabyte hard drive to store all these games that I'm putting on it too. So oh, yeah, because you get to install nice. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's one reason why I'm I'm not loving physical media as much as i used to because yeah, because the game basically doesn't exist on the disc anymore <laughs> you have to install right. everything yeah so i go to all the trouble to install it on the hard drive but i still have to put the disc in to play it whereas if i just bought it online i could just play it you know yeah. instead of having to stand up and take four whole steps and put a disc in a drive <laughs> i'm exhausted yeah, just thinking about it that's true but at some point in the future let's say in the far distant future when the license for the downloaded thing you had expires, you'll be happy you own the physical disc. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I I think you're right. In the barren future of Mad Max, which we will live in at some point, <laughs> I will have physical copies <laughs> of everything. But it is easier. Or the, the the barren world of Bedlam, Skyshine's Bedlam. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Or like one day when Steam says, oh, by the way, uh, we forgot to tell you this, but we're broke and we're going out of business in a month. And everybody's <laughs> yeah, going to be like, ah! Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen yet. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, it's remotely possible. Wouldn't you be that, in a that, that, would, that would ruin way too many's lives. <laughs> way too many people's lives for it to be an easy thing to, to swallow. <laughs> yeah, a million voices <laughs> cried out in agony. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's that sound I hear? <laughs> <laughs> but no. it could happen. Hey, this may I may be dating myself a little bit, but did you ever think Blockbuster was going to go out of business? I mean, that was like <laughs> the biggest thing in the world. I think a lot of renting were, games happen. and movies. Oh, I was because you know, <laughs> late yeah, because. Fees. Yeah, exactly. He would really hit you on the late fees, but you know what I mean. But it was such a huge, successful company. It's what it's what people thought of when they thought about renting a movie or DVD or or even games. Yeah. I, I would go there for yeah. games too. And I mean, how I mean hey, I, I went there for games. It was the great greatest ga- place to go for games for a long time, considering. Yeah. That was like you could run a game for like five bucks for several nights and. You didn't have to pay $60 to play through something that was only seven hours long. It. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. Nintendo slapped them a yeah. lawsuit back in the day for that kind of rude stuff. Just because they were like, people really? don't buy games if they rent them all the time. But yeah, but people huh. would buy them. I mean, you know, I, they would buy them as well as rent them, I think. Yeah. Some people. I got a I mean, copy it's, of Star Fox from a video store somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still have a Wind Waker that's got the Blockbuster. Uh, cover on it. It didn't have the original cover, but uh, you know that was just that's, it was it was very successful. So it just makes me think, wow, that could it's possible theoretically that it could happen to your Steams, to your Amazons, to your. I think it definitely could happen to Netflix. Um, you know, businesses do come yeah. and go. So yeah, I remember but cartridges yeah. shall remain Every, forever. Everyone's nursing on. Emulation. Everyone's nursing on Netflix right now, but we all know that that could end really quickly. Yeah. Em- emulation <laughs> is video games' future. <laughs> I hope not. Actually, my Blockbuster, for yeah. this is a bizarre story, but for whatever reason, I remember walking in, like, January of 2002, and, like, they had, like, three or four full cabinets of Maximo. You know, like kind of like the Ghouls and Ghosts update game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PS2 game. Yeah, and like yeah. You don't need 150 copies <laughs> of Maximo. There are yeah, I remember when that was like what you would do when like the next Indiana Jones came out. Yeah, not Maximo. Not <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, that's like true. Yeah. like a few months later, I walked in and there were like a hundred of them stacked up, and they were like all ten bucks. <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusing. yeah. That's not that's not good business. That's for sure. Well, I I, so. I bought it obviously. <laughs> I mean, well, for ten bucks you did. Yeah, yeah. they lost. Well, and Redbox. Yeah, and that was yeah. the only place I could find a Wii. Really? The to only buy one? Place in my area, oh, that ever had a Wii up until what is? It? I got it in two thousand eight. So wow, really? I got mine in two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you know what I just remembered. I can't. You reminded me the last place where I I had gotten Skyrim. The last time I was in Blockbuster was when I bought Skyrim from Blockbuster. Wow, <laughs> that wasn't too too long ago. No, it was three years, wow. almost three years. Wow. Yeah. Wait, was it four years? 2011. So yeah, Maybe. that was yeah almost four years. Wow, that's a long time. They were, they were holding on just barely. Yeah. yeah. How did right. how did I get a Wii from Blockbuster? I don't know, but I guess was wondering. Don't ask me. I don't know. Cray cray. That was back when we actually had to wait in line for consoles and stuff. What, what a weird time that was. And now uh-huh. I just order it and it's delivered to my house. Yeah. And it's just, not the same. Yeah. I sit on my butt and I wait for a doorbell. Yeah. This <laughs> box. This is That's so long. exciting. Well, yeah, I my, worked hard for that. <laughs> my most exciting thing about getting my, my new Steam stuff is like, yep, go to my phone, press it on the Steam wish list. Boop. 
Confirm. <laughs> yep. Would cool. you like it to ship to your house? Yes. Okay. We'll let you know when it ships. That's not the same thing. I think you should camp out in your front yard while you're waiting for it yeah. overnight. Just stare off in yes. the distance. Yes. Man, yes. Man, where are it's you? a UPS guy. Yeah. Oh, that, I could. I you could do what? that. I mean, as, if they give me a tracking code, I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Where is it? It's Alacula, Florida. It says. It says it's out for delivery. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I not the same that. thing considering, you know, it's just a controller which changes some of the experience. So all my point-and-click and mouse and games and my dropsy will have to – I'll actually be able to play them in game cell without having to someone to awkwardly use the mouse on the floor. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Goodness. Yeah. So I think that that's the end of the show for today. I'm spent. Um, yeah, I'm you, spent. you old – you you youngins, you guys didn't have to wait for anything. I had to wait for my GameCube. <laughs> I couldn't find a PS2 hey, no, I, forever. I was I was at the the, the door of uh, I was at Walmart at midnight in nineteen. Uh, no, I guess it was two thousand and one when when that came out. Oh man, yeah. I don't think anybody had to wait for a GameCube, did they? Oh, I, I did. did. Really? I did. Yeah. yeah, they were sold out. Boom. Yeah. Purple or black? Oh, purple. Oh yeah. Purple's the color of choice. Yeah, I got black. I got black. Oh, with you guys, come on. <laughs> I still got it. Purple is the color they advertised, right? I still, yeah, I had, I had it in look mint condition cool for a long time. Look how cool the black one looks, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's super nice. I have an orange controller, so I guess that saves me a little bit. Yeah. I can't even tell what color that is. <laughs> I even got a Game Boy Player on the bottom of it. Oh, dang. Yeah, that thing's yeah. awesome. I got to fire this up. Yeah, I really, I do remember. Can I play it. Shovel Knight on it? So Ted is going to to Shovel Knight it. I'm going to try to get out of here in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a fat piece. I have no idea how Ted is going to play Shovel Knight on this GameCube, but he's going to figure it out. <laughs> I'll find a way. One more I mean, technology. One more weird story. The first when I got the PS2, I got Zone of the Enders at the same time. That was oh yeah, for the Metal Gear Solid game. Two demo. No, Heck yeah, not at all. What? What? No. I got it for Zone of the Enders because oh, giant man. robots that fly. Uh, yeah, so, that's true. Well, but, wait, you were like nine at the time, right? I would have been 2001, so that means I would have been about 14. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, 13 years old. Yeah. yeah giant robots. Okay, so <laughs> so I had also just moved into a new house, so I was basically like playing it in a corridor with a television. Versus mode with my brother. I play versus mode in Zone of the Enders. Yes, this is my my bizarre thing to admit. Did you even huh. know there was a versus mode? In Zone I, I didn't. Of I really not. didn't. I did not. Yeah, there is, and it's 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 awesome. <laughs> so uh, it's, if it's, you, it's awesome, guys. If you're curious, uh, yeah, that that is a thing that exists. Well, all right. Well, it's been great seeing you guys. And yeah. uh, hey, guys, don't be strangers, okay? All right. Don't just disappear on me. Yeah. Anytime that you want to you want to go away on a, a 72 hour retreat at work where all you do is hang out with us the entire time. Yeah, I'd be okay. I'm all for you making it up to us, you know, that's all I'm I saying. I would pre- I would prefer that for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's really good to see yeah, you guys. You'll be yeah, dark absolutely. souls eventually, I know. <laughs> one day. One hey, day. I might friend, do it too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe either of you could beat dark souls and then just tell me how uh, it is, okay? A friend of mine recently beat Demon Souls. I hate him. So, <laughs> so. I beat Demon Souls. Yeah. Zach beat Demon Souls. I didn't beat Demon Souls. I, well, I was like, "Wow, this is one Souls game too many," and I quit. 
Oh man, okay. no, I, I, that was the first one that I played, and I was like, I, I was just smitten with it for a while. Yeah, it was just that's yeah. What happens. Yeah. yeah. And then, then the rest of them were like, they're not as good as the one I beat. Yeah, was, yeah, that, that was like pretty the, much my, the first my one you want to hug, and then the other ones they don't want to let you hug them. Yeah, they're not. As good. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. one I beat is the best. That's how I feel about every Souls. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could be as good as Dark Souls because I beat it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I gotta shut up. Or else we're never going to do this podcast. Stop talking, you yapper. Yeah, All right. I'll stop. Okay. This has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. Thanks to Ted Lorig and M. Joshua Collar for being on the show. Whoop, whoop. Have yeah. a good night. Yeah. Love you guys. Good, good day. Uh, oh, uh, where's my shameless self-promotion? Wild Man uh, Ted doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't even know if my domain is there, so don't even try to go to wildmanted.com. Uh, contact him on Twitter. I'm pretty sure he's there. <laughs> I love Twitter, and uh, I do still go on Facebook every once in a while and post about my dental habits. No, you're up. You're up, Ted. Your domain's up. It is up? Okay. It is up. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, did, I thought I had it set for Audrey yeah. News. So uh, and, uh, and Josh is on everything. Well, yeah, I, I, I will say, if you want a super the planet. If you want a super, super secret sneak peek, uh, my trailer making business, uh, not for making trailers for cars, that would be weird, um, but making video game trailers for independent video game trailers. If you have a game and you want a game made uh, and you need to promote it, I can uh, probably help you out with that. So go to mjoshua.com. Yeah, but but check out the re-release one first and see if it's yeah 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 absolutely and you'll find that at mjoshua.com, so it's yeah. there. Yeah. It's okay. R-E-E-L-I-S-E. Excellent. Yeah, and then join us at Theology Game University, which is our Facebook group. And give us a five-star rating if you like this podcast. Yes. Because it was awesome, and you're not going to say otherwise, right? Right? I'm I'm personally going to give it one. Yeah, you better. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, this has been Theology Game Podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Good night.